Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Not Gonna Lie podcast presented by Student Union Sports. We have something a little bit different, a little bit special for you. Uh, as, as we talked about before, we're kind of in this lull in the NFL season. Not a ton going on, not a lot of excitement. Um, I mean, obviously, we had the, the J.J. Watt going to the Cardinals last week, which got which the news was dropped right after the podcast. Um, so that was kind of funny that we, we missed out on uh, a big piece of information there. I mean, there's talks with Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. We've gone over that over and over again. And um, kind of want to take a little break and, and do something a little bit different this week because, you know, not too much is, uh, crazy has gone on. But uh, we've been getting involved in NBA Top Shot. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, you're about to find out uh, just a little bit about what it's about. Uh, and I actually had Hayden Cheryl come back on the podcast, good friend of the program, and we opened our packs live. We both got live, uh, rare packs from the uh, Rising Stars Challenge, uh, yet this, the, the pack that dropped today. So we both opened it live. We got together on Zoom uh, and did a little podcast. So it was kind of fun, something a little bit different. Um, but next week we will get back to the regular uh, scheduled programming, talk about some draft news uh, as we move closer and closer to that. But here we go, a special pack drop with me and Hayden Cheryl. We now welcome on a uh, recurring guest, a longtime friend of the program. It's uh, Hayden Cheryl. Hey, Hayden, thank you for coming on. I was hoping you would call me a friend of the show. Otherwise, I was going to call myself a friend of the show. So it's better to be called a friend of the show than to call yourself a friend of the show. That's like that's like calling yourself the boyfriend without asking a chick out, you know? That's, That's not true. A good look. Not That's a good true. Look. No, but it's, yeah, yeah. Long time for, for listeners from the beginning, um, know how, how present Hayden has been with the podcast, had him on a lot of times, and this is a good day for both of us. So Very good um, if you guys, I don't want to get into the whole explanation of Top Shot because honestly, I've done it way too many times already, but um, another student union podcast I went on a couple days ago, um, the campus cover, Patty Takes, uh, Cody Goggin. Cody's the one that got me into Top Shot. Um, you can listen to us break it all down there uh, on that podcast. But today we're doing something a little special because we're kind of in this lull period, especially now during, you know, with the, the pandemic limiting a lot of, of um, these draft combine and, and workouts and opportunities. Not a lot of football to talk about. Um, but fortunately, me and Hayden came through today, won a rare pack. Each of us both, both won a rare pack um uh on nba top shot and i thought it'd be fun to do um i think we're gonna get this up as a video so you guys can see it but at least at the very least we'll we'll walk you through it for those of you who are listening on the podcast form of things uh but yeah this is very exciting very exciting and we calculated the odds today of one of us getting a pack and so there were about thirty-two thousand something packs and about 180,000 people in the line, because for this pack, you had to already have a moment. You had to have already mm -hmm. opened a pack before and kept it. So a lot of our friends that were new to this weren't able to actually register for this drop. So our odds were about 16% each. Add, we did the math. If we did it right, who knows? But know. we had about know. just under 20% of one of us hitting. The odds of both of us hitting, though, were like 2.5%, under 3%. Yeah. Something like but, that, yeah. But, you know, the, the, the top shot gods have blessed us today. Miracles and, happen. And miracles do happen. Yeah. So for people who I'll give you this, just the abridged version, like I won a rare pack last week and I didn't truly like understand 
the value of the pack per se. Um, and just in terms of like what, what really comes with it. But now I've, I've done a lot more research. Um, so the first card, so what makes this, this pack so special is they're dropping um, a card for all of the rising stars. So there's no rising stars NBA game, but Top Shot partnered with the NBA to do a pack drop for these rising stars. So they have a list of 12 guys. So there's, you know, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, a couple of other guys. Um, Quickie. That, yeah. Uh, okay. so there's I think is it 12 total or 20 no it's 24 it's 24 total it's like a it's like basically like two teams it's like the rising stars yeah. challenge which is too bad I love the rising stars challenge but this will mm -hmm. this will be fun for us so. yeah and, and so we have one of those cards we have a seeing stars which was their all-star pack so one of those comes with it and then seven common cards I think I think it's seven but a lot of cards for us to open and so what we're going to do is we're going to go through um Hayden's going to start he's going to uh pop his open um, and, and we're going to go card by card for this, but essentially, um, based on what I've been hearing, what I've been reading and, and just kind of analyzing the market as a whole, these cards are probably valued at $3,000, $2,500, um, and we paid 200 for the pack. So it's, this is, this is a big jump up by just winning this pack and, and, and being able to open it here. So yeah, Hayden, if you want to share your screen so I can, I can, I'm ready to go and, and people that are, um, are watching this video can see it too. So we, we, to we, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but we cool. did, we opened the all-star packs recently as well. Mm -hmm. And that was a fun experience for us. Um, I got, who did I get? I'm trying to think, oh, I guess I can look. Oh, you got Julius Randall. Oh yeah. Julius right Randall. And then I got also this limited Blake Griffin, but so we're going to get an all-star here as well as a rising star, right? Is yes. That, so or it's as good as our last pack. Plus these rising stars are like rookie cards. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about what we want, though, before you uh, you unpack it. I mean, obviously, yeah. the top guys are Anthony Edwards, Lamelo Ball. Anthony Edwards is sick because it's the it's yeah, it's I that love dunk, it. Yeah, that dunk, it's that dunk. <laughs> uh, uh, Lamelo Ball would obviously be the top pull because he's going to most likely be the rookie of the year. Mm -hmm. um, Tyrese Halliburton's a guy that I wouldn't mind pulling here. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be pulling here at all, so I shouldn't get picky. <laughs> But those are the guys that I'm excited about. I've also talked to John about uh, Emmanuel Quickie is a guy that that I like the hype on. I think he'll be fun to, to have. But who knows? I don't know what the market's going to do. Really, we don't know. We know that, you know, we know that Mel is going to be worth a lot. In terms of the All-Stars, uh, I'm a Mavs fan, a uh, big Luka guy. So if I were to pull a Luka All-Star, I would, I would lose it. But yeah, the odds of that are slim. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. One name that keeps coming into my mind, and I feel like, I'm going to pull that card is the Facundo Compasso card. <laughs> I just saw it. And the name has been sticking with me since don't, I read. Through I don't like the available. mojo you're throwing on me here, but okay. Are here we, we ready to open this? Yeah, let's do it. Open it up. All right. Oh boy. This feels like uh, playing ultimate team, whether it be in FIFA or Madden. Oh, it's making some noise. All right. So we'll go, we'll go one by one here. Ah, it's loud. And, and, uh, let them know, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about each card because obviously people are listening on the podcast for things. So it looks like five. It's going to be five commons, um, not seven. Go. Five commons, one seeing stars, and one uh, rising stars pack. So uh, go for it, Hayden. And I and, watched yeah. an episode of uh, I watched an episode of the Let's Make a Deal this morning. This feels like that. Okay, let's go here first. It's a common dunk. It look it's Kawhi though, and it's limited okay. edition. So it says that's okay, my. So so you're seeing stars is Kawhi, number 4,903. Very good. Wow. That one's, that one's, I'm thinking 
250 275 maybe $300. that's huge all right we got a layup from Drogic. that's a, a normal card not bad low serial number that's handles nice. from curry okay hey yo i'll take it yeah for a common steph curry common this bottom one's calling my name layup from drew holiday okay not bad it's a name it is a, a name. dunk from my man Kristaps. Kristaps. very hey exciting very Mavericks. exciting all right two two cards left oh this is the one rising stars miami heat three-pointer that means it's tyler, tyler hero, hero. Oh, oh that is huge that's that massive. is huge i forgot i forgot he was i forgot about him that is, is big massive. that's one of the that's one of the bigger cards you can get this that's is one, one of the bigger, bigger cards you can get, you can get. people yeah. love tyler hero on yeah. top shot he's one of their cover athletes basically and, and number and, oh my and number 291 serial number only 2000 cards made uh 2021 cards made for each of these it's a sub 300 which is huge. Wow. Huge. One of the better, one of the better pulls there, you can get. That's fantastic. That is absolutely massive. This this pack is really hitting hard for me. Yeah. And this last one's going to be a three from none other than I like Colin Sexton. So that's kind of a sexy way to end things, one could say. Jeez. What a pull. Wow. That that's fantastic. That's it could it, it that was a great pull. That I don't think great. it gets much better than this no. pack. I mean, in I, terms I, of that I'm combo. Hoping, highest tier, baby. Mhm. Mm Oh, all right. My heart's racing. That's that's amazing. That was great. All right. Are you are you you want to look through these real quick? Are we gonna open yours and then look through them all? Or uh, we can. Yeah. Let me let's open mine up and see. Okay. Um, and then we can we can talk about it a little bit here at the end. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. That is. Crazy. Yeah. I didn't even think about Tyler Hero. I didn't but... either. I, I I was just thinking rookies. You know. Yeah. It's like I was just thinking rookie cards. That kind of deal. All I right, will say. Uh, I will say. I recorded doing a um pack drop earlier like uh um last week when i won the rare one but i didn't really understand how it all worked and so i was like oh like i got a kyle lowry card like that's cool like it, the the highlight wasn't that great and then i turned around and sold it for fifteen hundred dollars so knowing <laughs> what i know now i'm gonna be a lot more excited um, and that hero I, oh man okay yeah, I'm, I okay I'm, I'm off of uh, tyler hero is gonna be put aside in my brain Kawhi's mm -hmm. aside in my brain we're on to your pack here all we right. go here we go. This is crazy. I we was both... also attracted to that top right card. It's a dunk. Please be jaw. Oh, Kyle, Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson dunk. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to do a little square shape here. A common oh. dunk for Vooch. Vooch. That's oh, my seeing limited. stars. There's your, there's your star. It's not so bad. It's pretty good. Shout out. Shout out Nickel. He, he'll like that. That one's, oh, why is it blue here it is. underneath? Sacramento Kings. Is it Tyrese Halliburton? Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. That was one of the we ones we wanted. The Halliburton. That's a, oh, that's a nice little play right there too. A little up, up and under layup. Okay, the young rook. All right, now, well, I guess I opened these a little early. Let's see what else we got going. I guess on so. Here. I'm excited about Halliburton. I mentioned that that was one. Yeah, that, is that the same one? Drew, I, I think it might be Drew Holiday layup, number ten thousand. Uh, Kristaps. Same dunk. Kristaps dunk. <laughs> wow, they're putting a putting a lot of these in here. Another dunk. Same. Is that the same dunk? Same I got dunk the same twice. Card. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I can get rid of that one. I won't feel too bad about it. And then a Chris, Chris Boucher. Boucher. All right. I mean, look, this was great. Tyrese Halliburton. I love the Halliburton pull. That's, That's a, a good one. I'll trade you Halliburton for hero right now. I, I will you, not make that. If you trade. like it. If you like it so much, I'll, I'll do that. Anyways, that was fun. Oh, uh, as always. Um, I don't even know if, I mean, maybe we'll have to do these more often. Obviously we have to keep winning. We um, got to keep winning packs. 
hey, this was this was a good time. I mean, that's that's nice. That Tyler Hero right there, sub three hundred. Uh, that's kind of a big deal. So we'll have to see what 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 those look like on the market. Let me see if I let me see if the market's open right now. We may just we may just have to to call it here, but not um, open. It's not open yet. Okay. So yeah, I think we I think we will call it here. We won't exactly get to see um, everything that goes on uh, in terms of price yet, but I'm sure it'll be open up opening up soon and um, be fun to see what those cards go for on oh go for on the open market. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the market to open up, but I'm just, even if it's not worth as much as we thought, it's, I'm buzzing to have Tyler Hero. He's just yeah. a fun player to watch. And he's, he's kind of the face of Top Shot. Like he's, he's been, the face of Top Shot. He's right kind now. of the guy right now. So hot in the streets. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it. If we keep winning, maybe we'll do some more of these. Who knows? I would love to. But uh, thank you again, Hayden, for, for waiting. It took, we had to wait like two hours before we could open them. Like normally I'm, I want to go in right away and do it, but we, we withheld um, so that we could do something for content. So it was worthwhile. It was worth the wait and it was my pleasure. It's, it's very fun. So for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for the last few weeks, know that we've been doing some mock of the mock uh, little exercises, going through experts, mock drafts, talking it out, just seeing, you know, how these trades or, or picks or whatever they decide to do affect the rest of the draft board and, and maybe some picks that I uh, am interested in, intrigued by, and, and some that I, I find especially interesting uh, because it, it directly correlates to or, or it could change a lot of the season, the next season as we know it. Um, but doing this little live unpacking that we just did with Top Shot kind of got me thinking and and that kind of makes me want to do something with these mock drafts too, just a, a gut reaction, uh, instant reaction type of, of analysis. And so that's what we're going to do today. I haven't looked at Todd McShay's new mock draft he posted three days ago. So we're going to go through it together. I'm going to go through each pick, talk about it a little bit, maybe dive into some a little deeper. But uh, yeah, I think this will be fun and a new way to kind of go about it um, instead of having something prepared, just kind of going with the flow and, and seeing what happens, much like you know, mock, mock drafts normally like to go. So first pick here, no surprise, uh, Trevor Lawrence. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I think he's pretty much chalk number one, and, and unless something crazy happens, which I, I can't see coming in a, a uh, COVID draft process, Trevor Lawrence is going to be number one. Uh, number two to the New York Jets, Zach Wilson. He's my QB two as well, and I like when people talk about you know, the, the, um, his growth from this season and, and not just saying, oh, he didn't play against a lot of competition or even look back at, at what he was a year ago. But we're, we're talking about a guy who elevated the play of the players around him um, and was incredibly successful. You can only beat the teams that were put in front of you, and he played well at every level. His only loss to Coastal Carolina still looked fantastic um, and, you know, just capped it off with a, a beatdown of UCF in the bowl game. So what he's done in his game, I think, um, can last, and, and he's experienced with uh, elevating guys' play, not necessarily meeting the level um, that that he uh, is expected to achieve, and, and a Jets organization could use a guy like that. Um, so I love this Zach Wilson pick at number two. Number three, we've got a trade. Uh, the Panthers move up uh, and trade with Miami and go after Justin Fields. I've talked about it before. I don't mind them getting Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance at eight makes up perfect sense for them. Uh, it's a perfect situation for him. And the team that they have there is is kind of built to give him a, a gap year, a bridge year um, with Teddy Bridgewater. But with this Justin Fields pick, maybe that moves the clock up a little earlier. Maybe they want to start him right away and, and could look to move Teddy Bridgewater if possible. I mean, this is an exciting young team and they 
they have a lot of directions they could go. Um, so I don't hate the move at all. It's just a matter of, you know, in, in the real world, if you do go eight to three, what, what kind of picks do you have to give up? What, what opportunities are you giving up uh, if you move back? Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Number four, it's a run on quarterbacks, actually. Number four, Trey Lance to the Atlanta Falcons. A great move here. Um, I think it's another similar situation where you do have that bridge quarterback, and and you can let uh, Trey Lance sit behind Matt Ryan for one or two years before he, he uh, takes over the reins. Uh, I mean, Trey Lance is a talented guy. We talk about him a lot on the podcast here. There's a lot that he has to offer to any organization, really, that, that decides to go after him and, and add, add him to the pile, but um, add him to the roster, but... I mean, yeah, I, I don't hate this move for the Falcons, but it does signal something of a rebuild um, and buys their new coach, Arthur Smith, a little bit of time to make sure that all of these things uh, are, are set up and ready to go. Next up, number five, the Bengals. They go Panay Sewell. Um, makes perfect sense. I mean, this is kind of, you know, so far we've seen not, not a ton of surprises, but four teams that need quarterbacks got quarterbacks, and the Bengals get the best offensive tackle in the class uh, and, and give Joe Burrow some help and and work on building that offensive lineup for him. Number six, this is a pick I've discussed a little bit, uh, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm going to say it again here for people who maybe missed last week's episode, or it might have been two weeks ago, but uh, it's six, uh, at six, the Philadelphia Eagles take Kyle Pitts, a tight end out of Florida, and here's why this makes sense. If you get a guy like Jamar Chase, you get a guy like uh, um, uh, Devontae Smith or, or Jalen Waddle, those are guys that are you know potential 1,000-yard receiver guys. Well, there's a handful of dudes, you know, 20, 20 or so guys, 25, that can do that on a consistent basis. But you look at a guy like Kyle Pitts, who is absolutely capable of, of going 1,000 yards every given season. I think of three tight ends that can do that right now. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Darren Waller. And Darren Waller is kind of like that fringe guy, but he's definitely established himself as an elite tight end, but a fringe 1,000-yard receiver. Um, every season. But Kyle Pitts is a special talent. He's a guy that you can uh, build as a blocker. Uh, and not only that, but you look at Dallas Goddard that they already have at tight end. They're talking about moving Zach Gertz. But to have go back to that tight end set and have a guy like Kyle Pitts, um, that's more valuable than getting a wide receiver. I mean, you can find wide receivers in other spots. You can look you know, into, into these later rounds. Uh, but getting a guy like Kyle Pitts, that is a, a, a dude who has a chance to be the best player at his position. Uh, and, and I'm talking about in the NFL. You know, you look at, at, at some of these guys, there's injury concerns with George Kittle. Um, Travis Kelsey's getting up there in age, and, and Darren Waller um, has been playing, you know, at a high level, but not at the at the same level as those top guys. Kyle Pitts is a uh, a lot younger than the rest of the bunch, and he's got a chance to be the best at his position for a number of years, which is something that if you can get that at six, I mean, I, I say why not, especially the way they're using tight ends this season. Detroit Lions, number seven, go Jamar Chase. I don't hate that. If Kenny Galladay does walk, if Marvin Jr. walks, uh, they're going to need some more wide receivers in the room. I'm a little bit concerned just because we don't know what their quarterback situation looks like, if it is going to be Jared Goff or, or, or who they run with. So since there is that uncertainty, I don't know if I love the idea of going wide receiver. Um, but you got to give Jared Goff a good target, and there is no better wide receiver in this class than Jamar Chase. Number eight, the Dolphins, they got that in the trade back with Carolina, and they take Devontae Smith. I like the pairing of the Alabama teammates. I mean, people are making a big fuss in the news of, of you know, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle saying that, uh, that they liked Mac Jones better than Tua Tungavailoa. Of course they did. When they were playing, there were two elite first-round wide receivers. 
that they were also playing with. It was the four of them. They were trying to share targets, but Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs took the bulk of the targets. I mean, that's just, you know, normal. So you, th- you think about a guy like Mac Jones, who um, who was basically force-feeding the ball to Devontae Smith, got him that Heisman. Um, that's, that's the way that those things work. You know, I don't, I don't think that if Devontae Smith gets onto a team with, with Tua and suddenly becomes wide receiver one, I do not think he's going to be, um, you know, I don't think he hates him. Maybe he just likes Mac Jones better. So I, I don't I don't really like the whole buzz behind that. Um, but I do like the Dolphins getting a wide receiver one. I think they need to focus on, on wide receivers, running backs, giving Tua skill positions, as well as building up that offensive line to ensure that he can succeed. Number nine, I keep seeing this. It's very popular now. Um, Denver Broncos trade back, 49ers trade up, and uh, they select Mac Jones. Uh, normally, I'm against something like this just because, um, you know, Mac Jones, I don't think he's a top 10 talent. I understand guys are going to reach for quarterbacks. The main reason why it makes sense and I'm okay with it in this situation is because the 49ers truly are a quarterback away, right? And, and you look at how successful Mac Jones was at Alabama this past season, um, you know, put together one of the best offensive performances of all time uh, with that group. You put them on the 49ers, they're pretty much geared up and ready to go. Like, that's, that's the main thing they're missing, and, and you're banking on Mac Jones being better than Jimmy G, uh, and at the very least, staying healthy for longer than Jimmy G, which is, um, you know, makes a lot of sense. I, I, I don't normally, I mean, I was when I first saw it, I was like, wait, but now I'm kind of talking myself into the idea that, you know, the 49ers need to compete, and if they don't think Jimmy G's the guy, then going out and getting the best quarterback available uh, in Mac Jones drafting Murley makes a lot of sense. Number 10, the Cowboys, Patrick Sertain. Normal pick, we've seen this quite a bit, um, needs some help in that secondary, and and this is, uh, Patrick Sertain is the best corner right now. I think Caleb Farley is a guy who could turn into the best corner. Uh, he's certainly got more put together in terms of just athletic traits, but Sertain has you know, people have talked about it. he's grown up to be a cornerback and is now playing uh, that position at a high level. So he will he will start right away and, and, and make a, a, a big impact for the Cowboys, who already have Trayvon Diggs, too. So it's a, a good cornerback group that they're building. New York Giants, Jalen Waddell at 11. Another pick I see a lot, or at least getting these Giants a receiver. Um, yeah, it's a make-or-break year for, for Daniel Jones, as we said, and might as well get him all the talent you can possibly get to ensure that you made you know that you made the right choice or move on from him in the offseason. Number 12, the Broncos trade back um, that that 12, uh, that 9 pick to get to 12, and they get Caleb Farley. Um, I mean, that's great. I think Farley would be the guy that they would take at 9. I don't know if they would go for Mac Jones just based on where that their team is at. Um, but Caleb Farley moved back three spots and get the guy they were going to get anyways. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I like the pick. It seems to be a popular one, uh, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, 13, the Chargers take Rayshon Slater. Uh, I like it. I mean, Rayshon Slater is a guy who can play at pretty much any position that you plug him into. Um, he's got the most, honestly, the most positional flexibility out of any guy. Um, maybe Elijah Vera Tucker is, is a close second, but um, it, it'll be interesting to see if he actually does play tackle at the next level. Um, but Slater, um, depending on who you ask, is offensive tackle one. I know Daniel Jeremiah is very big on that. Um, but he goes 13 here. The Chargers need to build that offensive lineup uh, and, and give, continue to add her, uh, weapons for Herbert to play with and just see what they can make of this. I mean, they, they went out and got a, a defensive-minded head coach. Um, I think Justin Herbert's talent is more than enough and the weapons they've got to, to continue to build on last year, but getting that offensive line right 
is going to be a big step in the process to ensuring that they succeed. Uh, number 14, Quiddy Pay, Minnesota Vikings. Um, they've lost a couple of guys. I mean, Yannick Ngakwe was there for a moment and then left. So they need to build up that, that defensive line. I think Quiddy Pay is, is one of the better prospects here. And, and hopefully, you know, this makes sense for the Vikings. I've, I've seen, you know, in other mock drafts, them going out and getting a wide receiver. Fortunately, they're all gone. Um, so, but I mean, just thinking about the combo of Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and, and Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith is just insane. It's absolutely crazy. Number 15, the Patriots, they draft Micah Parsons. Um, this is a very, very popular pick. Micah Parsons has had a little bit of a slide recently due to just off the field questions, um, and, and really just a commitment to the overall game. But if any team can get the absolute most out of him uh, and capitalize on his slide, it would be the New England Patriots. Uh, th- that's pretty much their MO when you think about what they've done over the over the last little bit. Um, so I love the pick here. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, you know, he's he's got he's got all the tools to be a top player in this draft. Um, so if the Patriots can get him at 15, great. That That's incredible. Uh, Cardinals at 16 take J.C. Horn. I know I know Patrick Peterson is rumored to be leaving, but I and I see this pick a lot, but I don't know if the Cardinals because this feels like a, a swing for the fences kind of pick. J.C. Horn is a guy who in moments looked elite, looked like the best cornerback in college football, and at other times just looked absolutely lost. Um, I'm just scared that that they don't really. I don't know if that makes sense for the Cardinals. What the Cardinals need, I think you could go for a couple of other safe options, maybe get an offensive tackle, build up that that group there, or or find another pick, uh, you know, a little bit, a guy with a little bit of a higher floor. I think J.C. Horn has all the talent in the world, um, but it's just going to take a little bit, and I'm worried that if he gets thrown into the fire too soon, he, he might struggle. But Vance Joseph, we saw, was working in Isaiah Simmons slowly but surely, so, you know, the, all, all signs point to he won't be put in until he's ready. Uh, I just wish they would go for a little bit of a safer pick in this in this situation. Number 17, Jeremiah Usukoromoa. Um, I honestly, I've talked about him a lot as a guy that I, I really like, a talented player, but uh, at 17, it, it feels just right. Like, you know, any other time, normally you're talking like the late 20s or the early 20s, say so that's a steal. But at 17, I mean, this seems like a good position. The Raiders need linebacker help desperately, need defensive help. Um, and this guy has got all the traits you want. Um, he's a hard worker, a winner. Uh, you know, all those buzzwords that you hear, it, this is that guy. So, Uz Kormoa to the Raiders, love that pick. Uh, the Dolphins, a guy I talked about a lot, Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, I mean, for the Dolphins, this is great. You've hit on wide receiver one. You get Devontae Smith, put him in that offense, and get him ready to work. And then Elijah Vera Tucker, a guy who, like Rayshon Slater, a lot of positional flexibility, can do a lot of different things. Um, so, I like it. I think it makes sense here. Um, you can put him in a guard. You can put him in a tackle. Whichever you, you want, really. Um, he, he's moved around USC this year, played at left tackle, and, and excelled more than people were expecting him to, I think. Um, so that just ups his value. I was hoping he'd fall to the Colts here, um, and I'm hoping in the actual draft he does fall to the Colts because I think we could do a lot with him. But 18 to the Dolphins, they've hit a home run so far. They've, they've won this draft because they went out and addressed their two biggest needs um, in offensive line help and weapons for Tua. Washington football team, Kadarius Toney, um, I mean, I've come around to this guy over the last few months just watching some tape. He kind of gets overshadowed by Kyle Pitts and how dominant he was at Florida, but Tony's very talented. He, he's got home run speed. He's a burner, um, but he's got uh, a body that can – and, and hands that can also do the, the short intermediate routes as well. You know, that, that's what you – you know, the buzz around him is he's, he's very much a, a burner with, with just huge speed. 
Um, but he's a guy who can who can run the slant routes, and he can run, you know, he's got to polish up the route tree a little bit, but he can run those routes if needed to. So I like I like this pick. Um, I think he he kind of has that feel to me, especially if he does go to Washington, where where he can be behind Terry McLaurin, that um, he can have that have that push like Justin Jefferson did, and just kind of explode out of nowhere, um, depending on who Washington does eventually decide to go with at quarterback. The Bears at twenty. Uh, who knows if when they're drafting? Oh, actually, if they do end up trading for Russell Wilson, they won't have this pick. But uh, it, you know, they they want to build up that offensive line and and whoever's playing quarterback for them next year, they go Christian Darrisaw, offensive tackle to Virginia Tech. Whoever's playing quarterback next for them next year uh, will be uh, uh, will will hopefully have a better line this season. I'm not sure who it's going to be actually as of yet. I mean, maybe it's. Maybe it is Nick Foles. I think that's the plan right now, but they're in on Deshaun. They're in on Russ. They're in on just about any quarterback that's halfway available. Number 21, the Indianapolis Colts, Gregory Rousseau. Uh, I mean, this makes a lot of sense. I think offensive or defensive line is a need, but I think offensive line and getting that left tackle spot is more of a need. Now, as I've said before, my number one option in free agency, the guy I want the most is Trent Williams. I think that buys us a little bit more time, and if that happens, then Gregory Rousseau here makes a lot of sense. I think he's a guy who, you know, when he gets into a groove, he can rack up a lot of sacks, and you pair him on that offensive line with DeForest Buckner, uh, and, I, and I think he's going to do a lot of work. Number 22, his teammate Jalen Phillips. Again, a little bit concerning here with the Titans, especially considering last year uh, they went out and got Isaiah Wilson, and that has blown up dramatically, um, and now they go after a guy in Jalen Phillips who you have to be concerned about his longevity in the NFL. There have been a lot of questions about this. He's also, you know, a guy who has, you know, a huge, huge ceiling, but the floor is just a question mark right now. And I'm scared that the Titans are putting themselves in a similar situation to what they did last year, um, and and that's not good. That is very much not good for this team. Um, but I do understand that offensive or defensive line and, and getting a, a consistent pass rush is a huge need for these guys. But you can't help but wonder if maybe that would be better suited um, they'd be better suited picking another prospect. Number 23 here, we'll speed through these at the end. Aziz Ojolari, linebacker of Georgia. Another high-floor, talented guy um, that I think can make a difference for that Robert Sala defense right away. Number 24, Najah Harris, the Pittsburgh Steelers. A little bit concerning here. I mean, running backs in the first round, we've seen how it's worked before. Um, I mean, we all do remember Charles Casserly's mock draft that we, we went over last year, or not last year, but uh, um, last week that had Najee Harris at, I believe, number eight with the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So I, I don't hate it here at 24, and I know that running back is a big need for them. But who's to say they can't find a guy in the second round at the very least? Um, but it is a huge need for them, obviously, now that they're getting Big Ben back. So we'll have to see what what direction they do decide to go into. But honestly, at the, at the end of the day, Najee Harris, not a bad pick for the Steelers team. Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevon Morig, safety out of TCU. Um, just trying to build those pieces. I, w- I wouldn't hate, you know, maybe them looking at uh, maybe adding another wide receiver because there is such a good, talented group here at the, at the back end of the first round and, and just kind of see what you get. But I think it's a safer pick. I think it fits more of a need, um, and and it's not a bad spot here. He's considered the best safety in the class, so if you can get that at 25, it makes a lot of sense. Zayvon Collins, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I mean, look, this is a very popular pick. I feel like, and, and it's confusing because normally when you get to the end of these mock drafts, they're kind of a little bit all over the place in terms of, of, of what they put together. Um, 
you know, just because one pick changes the outlook of the whole mock draft. But the fact that I've seen so many Cleveland Browns mock drafts with Zayvon Collins makes me think that it's absolutely not going to happen because whenever there's a consensus this early, uh, it feels like teams just try to move off of that or they're just blowing smoke uh, to think that to, to trick some teams that are later on or, or earlier on to, to taking a guy um, and saving who they really want. Baltimore Ravens at 27, Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver at LSU. Makes a lot of sense. Wide receiver is the biggest need for this Ravens team. Uh, and if they're not going to go out and get it in free agency, it, it, I, I like the idea of getting a guy uh, like Terrace Marshall, 6'3". It's really what they need. They need a big body receiver. And I think Allen Robinson fits the mold perfectly for them. But if they don't want to spend that money, getting a guy like Terrace Marshall, not the worst. Uh, but now it's going to be a big issue. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting conversation because Baltimore Ravens were dead last in receiving yards by wide receiver. Uh, with 1,700 this past season. But really, that's the style of offense that they run. It's not a matter of, you know, that they, they only have, like, small, speedy guys. Uh, they have small, speedy guys because that's what their offense dictates, and I don't know if a big-body receiver is going to change that at all. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, but I don't hate getting a wide receiver at the back end of this first round, especially considering how much talent there is. Uh, Joe Tryon, defensive end to, from Washington, goes to the New Orleans Saints. Haven't seen this one a lot, actually. He's, he's been getting a lot of buzz sneaking up in the first round. I mean, the Saints have a lot more work to do with the salary cap. Uh, getting a guy on the defensive end to, to pair opposite side, Cameron Jordan, makes a lot of sense. Another Washington teammate, Levi Awuzuriki. I don't know if I said that right. Defensive tackle on the Packers to the Packers. Uh, getting some help on that defense that we, we saw was pretty exposed against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially in that first half. Um, at least it's not another quarterback or a, a, a running back. They they go with the position of need, uh, and he can learn from behind Kenny Clark, one of the better nose tackles in the game, and, and build off of that from there. Buffalo Bills at 30, go Travis Etienne. Same situation as the Steelers. I know it's a big need for him, um, and really, you know, you're trying to catch play catch-up with the Chiefs, and the way you do that is you score a lot of points. So getting a running back like Etienne is good, but at the same time, could you get a guy in the second round that could provide just as much value because I'm not all the way out on Zach Moss. And Devin Singletary is a third down back. So really, if you can get a good trio going, uh, you don't really need a, an elite running back when you have guys like Singletary, who's a great pass catcher, and Zach Moss, who's kind of your power guy. If you can get a, a small, speedy running back to pair with those three, you've got a nice three-headed monster, and I think that solves issues. Uh, the Chiefs at 31 go Nick Bolton. I, I was interested to see if maybe they do go offensive tackle in this draft just because, you know, although there were some injuries on that offensive line, you want to make sure that you've got guys on the ranks that uh, are ready to go if uh, if the time calls for it. But I don't hate the linebacker move here, adding another piece to that defense. Um, and, uh, you know, can't hurt, certainly can't hurt whatsoever. Finally, 32, Jameen Davis, linebacker out of Kentucky. I mean, I guess the rich get rich richer. The, the Bucks already have a very talented duo of linebackers in Levante David and, uh, wow, I'm blanking on Devin White. Wow, that took me a second there. Um, but they've already got a great group of guys right there at the linebacker group. So Jameen Davis just adds to their riches. Um, and if they can keep everybody from last season, and whether it's unrestricted deals or franchise tags, uh, and run it back, I mean, th th this is perfect. You know, it's, it's just one of those situations. This feels like the um, Chiefs going out and getting Clyde Edwards-Lair last year just because of how good that Bucks defense is. And to get a guy who, who does have a very high ceiling and a guy who 
can't afford to take, um, you know, maybe a year and, and put him in, in in certain spots, but learn behind some of the best linebackers in the game uh, makes a lot of sense. But that was my mock of the mock, my blind mock of the mock, I should say. Um, no no pretense before it. Hopefully you guys liked it. I don't know how it, how it went. I hope it went all right. But uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much. Uh, the next few weeks are going to be good. We've got some good guests coming on, um, some more mock drafts that we're going to be talking about. I'll probably make one of my own here very soon, um, and obviously uh, some, some great interviews to look forward to. But thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week.